we need to to look at at detoxifying naturally and organically leveraging our own our body's own detoxification process so that we can get to the same levels of clarity that we had when we were eight years old hi friends happy friday it's got that weekend feeling and also it's feeling very spring-like i think at the moment i don't know if you've noticed this but i'm really enjoying the fact that it is getting lighter earlier in the morning so when i leave the gym now uh, sunrise is there and I always love to see a good sunrise um, and it's also getting staying lighter should I say in the evenings which has given me a little bit more flexibility around when to walk my dogs I have to say I do think October through March is the hardest times um, where you kind of only have very short daylight hours and let's face it in the UK a lot of those are wet so I'm <laughs> two very muddy dogs uh, with a lot of grooming going on I'm, I'm very grateful to our local groomers and their kind of blueberry facials and things that they do for my my little pooch not my Labrador Anyways, enough of me waffling on. Um, this is a great time to really be working on optimizing your circadian rhythm, um, getting outside in that sunlight early in the day and also again at the end of the day. So when the sun has that low solar angle, when it's rising and when it's setting, really, really can help you with sleep optimization and your performance. And sleep really is the foundation of optimal health. Um, all this month in the Female Biohacker Collective, we are focusing on sleep and different sleep hacks and how to how to solve problems like what if I can't sleep? Um, what if I wake up during the night? How can I get back to sleep? What things can I do if I'm struggling from a hormonal perspective? So sleep is sweet and we are definitely focusing on that. But we're also in the next few weeks in these podcast episodes going to be talking about the health of your brain and how you can enhance productivity and flow states and specifically what kind of compounds you can take to help enhance neurotransmitter function but in a safe way that doesn't then deplete you. Um, I think Dr. Carl Gillett has one of the best analogies in as how dopamine works um, when he talks about it being like a kind of reservoir within a wave pool. And if the levels go too high and you stimulate too much with too much caffeine, too many nootropics and things like that, um, and layer in different stacks where you might have caffeine, some nootropics, some music, uh, actually you can then deplete the pool. And then it requires more recovery. Uh, and that's not what we want. We want to kind of optimize without depleting too much. And so I'm really excited because in today's episode, it is part one, where we dive into the different compounds you can take to really optimize the health of your brain um, with Mark Effinger, also known as Mr. Newts. Mr. Newts is the chief product officer at Newtopia, some nootropic supplements that I really enjoy taking. Um, he went from building a radio at five years old to then building a helium neon laser from scratch before he turned 10. He is like way deep into science, chemistry and physics. They've always been a strong passion for him. And he dove deep into brain enhancing supplements and has created... Uh, one of the most effective brain and mood enhancing formulas. And he's now gone on to be chief product officer at Newtopia. And he's completely devoted to optimizing brains and minds around the world. And he is a wealth of knowledge. So this is part one. In part two, once you've got this kind of basic over, well, it's not really basic, it's quite a detailed overview. Um, in part two, we then dive into uh, how you can use different stacks for different situations. So for example, what stack would you use for a workout? What might you use before sleep? 
what might you use for a session where you want to be really productive and enter into flow and also what can you take to really enhance your meditation sessions or breath work so that is to follow but in part one today let's give you a kind of whistle stop store of the brain how it works and what compounds can really help you focus so without further delay let me introduce you now to mr newts himself so, Mr. Newts, this has been long awaited. I've been talking about this uh, in my membership, on my socials. Everyone's very excited. I'm extremely excited to have you here today. Firstly, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Angela. I really I can't look forward to it. In fact, our pre-roll has been one of the one of the most fun pre-rolls I've had in the last year. Me too, year, so. me too. I think I had we had to start recording because you were just sharing so much incredible stuff. That I thought we've got to air all of this. Um, where can we start? I think the best place to start, given that we're going to be driving into eutropics today, is can you kind of summarize for people when they're trying to increase their productivity, flow states, relaxation, there are different neurotransmitters at play. I think probably the best place before we dive into the detail on how to use um, various different ingredients and things is what are the key neurotransmitters that we need to be thinking about and what the function of each are? That's great. So um, so what we're going to deal with is the, the key neurotransmitters that most people can modulate and that um, that your your diet, your exercise, and other factors are going to come into play are going to be things like um, adrenaline and noradrenaline, right, which are our motivation, energy, focus, intensity, uh, drive, fight or flight. Um, it's called a sympathetic um, a component, right, neurotransmitter. Then you've got things like dopamine, which is reward and motivation and drive. Um, it was very, very important. And anybody that's used Adderall or has gone on, on a MDMA uh, scroll has experienced um, experienced that at a high level. You've got acetylcholine, which is your memory and thinking, like, and, and it's really critical for that process. If you don't have enough acetylcholine, you're going to be, uh, you're not going to have words come to you very fluently. So your verbal fluency is going to fail. You're also not going to be able to remember things. Um, if you have too much of it, you're going to, and if you have too little of it, if you suck it out of your system too quickly, um, which can happen with certain uh, formulations that aren't done right, you'll actually get a headache because it starts to pull the choline from the muscles in your neck and in your traps. And you'll mm. get this muscle tightness that results. You'll think it's a headache. It's actually a neck ache, but it does feel like a headache. I get yeah. a lot of neck ache and uh, tightness, funnily enough. Let's get you some acetylcholine source. Mm, interesting. <laughs> well, it's, re it's really important. And a, a lot of people don't think about that. If you have too much, you're going to get foggy. You're going to get brain fog. You're going to be depressed. Um, it causes all kinds of, of problems, which leads us to serotonin, which people think of it as the antidepressant because selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors or SSRIs are kind of a, a, a massive amount. In fact, there's I figure there's 44 million subscriptions in the U.S. alone, or prescriptions for um, uh, for SSRIs, um, pretty massive. And but it's actually a mood stabilizer. And if you take serotonin and dopamine together, then you start getting a lifted mood. Um, and then there's a there's a bunch of other components where, you, um, you know, we think of. So those are the kind of the four keys. You might have anandamide. Anandamide is the say for kind of flow. Yeah, yeah, that that high yeah. pleasure, um, you know, post-orgasmic bliss is full of anandamide um, activities. So, and and that's a, and in fact, um, a CBD, um, the cannabinoid receptor in the body is 
And there's a thing called the FAAH enzyme. Can, um, uh, uh, CBD oil will, or, or I should say CBD as a whole, will mitigate the FAH enzyme in the bloodstream. The FAH enzyme is what breaks down the anandamide. So the CBD actually keeps it flowing in the, in the receptor. And so you get a higher level of pleasure, you get pain mitigation, and it lasts longer that pleasure lasts longer. So, and again, as, you know, CBD is not going to make you high. It's not going to get you high. It's not THC, but mm. it can be extremely valuable for reducing pain receptor activity and increasing the anandamide levels, which are going to give you a, a sense of bliss or happiness or, or pleasure in the activities that you're doing, which as you and I were speaking earlier is saying, how do you focus for extended periods of time in a passive state when you're sitting down or something mm. like that? And one of the ways is to increase your pleasure in that moment so that, um, you know, the, the focus can come from that dopaminergic reward system happening, um, but also it can be enhanced with either GABA activity. The GABA neurotransmitter is your chill. Like when you want to feel chill, you want, you want to feel anti-stress. That's where GABA comes in. Um, and then you couple it with let's say a little bit of acetylcholine. So your thinking is on spot. You get the dopamine. So you get the reward system and the drive, the motivation to do that thing that is hard. Um, and then, you know, you can couple that with a bit of the serotonin and the anandamide so that you have, again, it's a chorus of instruments, right? It's not, it's not, and we're not all playing lead guitar. You got to get all of the instruments together and you have to have to play in unison in order for you to feel awesome and to move to do what we call moving from sick to superhuman. One of the key things to optimizing your hormones is not just to get enough sleep, but quality sleep. And part of that is having a really good evening routine to encourage the release of melatonin. One of the most important things is limiting blue light exposure in the evening. Does that mean you can never work if you need to or watch your favorite Netflix series? No, but understanding how light and circadian rhythms work allows you to use biohacking to adopt a more ancestral way of living, even in modern times. After my evening meal, I pop on my blue light blocking glasses for a couple of hours before bed. My favorite blue blockers are from Bon Charge. Bon Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bon Charge products adopt ancestral ways of living in our modern day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list is endless. And Bon Charge's glasses are made in optics laboratories in Australia, not mass produced in factories in Asia. And they have stylish frames that have been featured in GQ and Vogue and science-backed technology tested to ensure they actually work, unlike other blue light glass companies. Buying a cheap pair of blue light glasses is a waste of money as they won't work. It's so important to invest in a high quality lens. Since wearing the blue light blocking glasses from Bond Charge, my sleep is incredible. I am sleeping longer, deeper and feeling refreshed the next morning. I've been tracking with my HRV device and I get into deep states of recovery during sleep. And the cool thing about Bond Charge's glasses is that they come in non-prescription, prescription and reading options. They also have glasses for every need, computer glasses for helping with digital eye strain, light sensitivity glasses for helping with low mood and migraines, and blue light blocking glasses for improving your sleep. 
Bond Charge also has other amazing products such as low blue light bulbs, red light therapy devices, EMF, 5G protection and 100% blackout sleep masks, all backed by science. Bond Charge also ship worldwide in rapid time with easy returns and exchanges. And you can save a cool 20% off any of their products. Go to bondcharge.com forward slash Angela and use coupon code Angela to save 20%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash Angela and use coupon code Angela to save 20%. Um, that's what I want to dive into into doing. It's interesting what you're saying there because um, in terms of keeping the level of pleasure, I think yeah. Jim Quick talks about the fact that when you increase your reading speed, you are much less likely to fall asleep because actually I think he, he says that often when people say I fall asleep every time I read a book, it's actually because you're reading so slowly and everybody you are literally boring yourself. And it's quite yep. interesting because I found that I listen a lot on Audible. I love to listen to podcasts or audiobooks and work out at the same time and have kind of a pre-workout booster. And I just find I just process so much information. I remember it so well. Um, when I'm doing that and I speed it up at like two times speed but what I can't do is read that quickly so that has now almost made it I just want it delivered audibly if you see what I mean (laughs) no I think I think we all want to I I think we all want to have the matrix moment with when Neo you know is jacked in and he's suddenly Mm -hmm. learning kung fu and right um and I, I we all want that experience we all want the experience of Bradley Cooper walking up the stairwell after taking the clear pill and suddenly the lights turn on his eyes get even bluer than they already are the light gets brighter the he can hear the wheel of the of the of the bicycle tire as it's clicking he takes a glance at the um at his landlord's wife's textbook and knows exactly where that textbook was what class law class he was taking when he was a, a sophomore and all of these factors come together we want that experience and that experience is actually doable you can achieve that experience and you don't have to be superhuman to do it and you don't have to kill yourself to do it, but you do have to be present. I mean, this would be right. Jim quick back to Jim quick, or um, I think you mentioned, you kind of mentioned Kotler earlier when you talk about flow state um, is finding the, finding the ingredients and the components that help you perform at rockstar levels are going to be dramatically different than somebody else. So understanding that uniqueness, that uniqueness of our physiology and neurology and being able to address it and being able to be present enough that when we take something and the 20 to 60 minutes it takes for that thing to dissolve in the stomach, to go through the, you know, to, to go through the stomach lining and into the bloodstream and then, and then suddenly start affecting whether it's the hormones or the, um, the neurochemicals and neurotransmitters, um, the mood, the, you know, the, um, anytime we're affecting those components, if we're aware, we can optimize that. We can take advantage of those activities, use it as a lever. It isn't the solu- it isn't the cure. It's the lever that brings your own physiology and neuro- neurology up to the point of performance so that you can do those things. I mean, you as one is, is if you studied and passed the bar to become an attorney, <laughs> to make partner, you're already in that 0.1% of performers. So as you, and I think you mentioned you were eight months pregnant when you made partner. Yeah. So, and was that your first child, second child, third child? That was my first child. Okay. Yeah. So, right. So you, (laughs) you went through school, 
you, you did everything necessary to be able to become a rock star attorney. And at the same time, in parallel, you said, you know what, this would be a great time. This would be a great time for me, for me to go distract my life with a child. <laughs> I didn't the- quite do it in that order. I had two goals and I was like, I want to start a family and I also want to become a partner. And I was like, which one shall I do? And I was like, how oh, do you know what? I'm just going to go for both and see which one happens first. And then they both came. <laughs> It was crazy. Um, it was a bit of a ride. I don't think I don't necessarily recommend people do this right. My adrenals got a little bit, a bit shot. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know that one. In fact, um, speaking of adrenals, that that is such a critical area for people to understand. Is you know we think about the fight or flight system in the or the right the sympathetic system in the body, where. Um, an activity occurs, maybe it's a, a crappy thing that happened, you heard something, or it's a panic event. It's somebody stopped in front of you too fast on the motorway and, and you've got to hit the brakes. And all of these events create this kind of adrenal rush. What people don't understand is that, um, that we have a, a, there's a cortisol component to that as well. And there's also a serotonin component to that. And the majority of the serotonin is created in the gut. So about 90 to 94% of serotonin is created in the gut. The remainder is in the brain. It's signaled from the vagal nerve to the brain. The brain says, hey, let's create some serotonin. Um, let's stabilize our neurotransmitter activity so that we don't freak out and do those kind of things. Well, when an adrenal activity, a high impact adrenal activity happens and we're in a stress state, we've been doing this chronic stress what happens is you get this dump of, you get this adrenal dump, you get a cortisol spike. You also get a serotonin burn because you're, it's not fighter. It's not really fight or flight. There's no tiger or lion chasing after you. We're not on the Serengeti and we're not about to die. So what happens is the serotonin floods in as well. Everything is, uh, all of your hormones are working now to try to settle down your heart and get your heart rate back to normal and your cardiovascular system from being compressed, right? From vasoconstriction. And when that happens, you use up serotonin, you use up cortisol and you use up adrenal. And now you're going to feel like shit because you're, you've used up these critical hormones and, and hormone precursors that are necessary for stabilizing your mood. And now you're going to be foggy, unmotivated, because you're again, adrenals are critical for motivation as well. You want a little bit of it. You don't mm-hmm. want huge floods here and there. And so you're going to feel like crap. It can be, it can take anywhere from two hours to eight hours to recover and get back to normal. And then when you're back to normal, you'll feel like, okay, now I can start my work, but the end of the day is already happening. Now you're going to screw up your sleep cycle and you can mm-hmm. see how this can turn you into I'm sure that as you were studying for finals or uh, studying for the bar, um, how, you know, how you're just working 20, 24, seven weekends are not your own. Um, yeah. Your exercise routine, it becomes the the last thing you do instead of the first thing you do. Um, and all of those I think factors the worst one for me actually was when I was um, working nights in corporate law, doing mergers and acquisitions and flotation, company flotations. And we yeah. would just, you know, sleep was not respected. So it would just be work all night work all day then the next night and you'd have you know maybe you'd catch an hour and a half here I found it you know yeah I remember the floor at one point just not staying still beneath my feet you know it was just I was so kind of dizzy with tiredness god knows what I've done to my brain over the years 
Um, but yeah, there's a polyphasic, uh, there's, um, when I was studying, when I was, I sold my first company in 1987, 86, 87. And, um, and we became an Inc 500 company, one of the fastest growing private companies in America. And so it was a lot of stress, um, growth, all growth eats up capital as you're well aware and mm -hmm. the M&A side growth eats capital. Um, and we did not have extended lines of credit. We had wait about a half million line of credit, but we were a much bigger company than that. And, um, we're suddenly paying vendors late. We've got all of these uh, activities there. So I'm going, okay, the only way, the only thing I can throw at this, cause I'm an athlete is I'm going to throw time at it. I'm, I'm, I can work, I can outwork anyone. So I'm just going to work instead of working 16 hours a day, I'm going to work 20 hours a day. And then I started studying polyphasic sleep where you sleep every, you know, every three hours you sleep for 15 or 20 minutes. And then you do that instead of having a full night's sleep. And I just became a zombie. I was having no fun at all. I was losing weight at a rapid rate. Um, I, my, my sweetheart at the time who became my wife, um, she was looking at me like I was from another planet because, you know, I wasn't coming to bed at night. I was, um, having these little cat naps throughout the day, sleeping in the bathroom stall. That's a fun one. <laughs> you must've felt terrible, right? <laughs> well, I thought the thing is there's, there's like books of people that have, you know, there's, there's a couple yeah. there's a few books on this where people have done this as a lifestyle way to do it, but no, for me. And I think for most people, and I think we've discovered that now is polyphasic sleep doesn't work. In fact, uh, I, I talked to you about an app called Paziz, P-Z-I-Z-Z.com. That was actually developed by a British special forces officer who realized that when they're in the field, they have zero uh, predictable sleep time because they're on call. They're, they're literally on call. They're with a sniper. They're, they're in activities that, that they just cannot afford to sleep. And so he realized that if he would combine, so they started doing cat naps and watching out for each other while they're doing 20 or 30 minute naps or hour nap, whatever they can get. As a result of that, they found, he found that if he augmented sleep cycles, um, roughly 20 minute sleep cycles with binaural audio to increase the quality of sleep for that period and also augment the brain. Um, so getting you into REM, through REM, out of REM in a way by modulating the cycles in the brain, that's what binaural is, it's an mm. off cycle. Um, it it dramatically improves the sleep. So in 20 minutes, they were getting roughly the equivalent of 90 minutes of traditional sleep. So they could do these 20 minute micro naps, which were not enough to put them in jeopardy, but enough for them to recover. Because I mean, you're in, you're in more, uh, they've, they've done these sleep studies where if you don't get sufficient sleep, or if you pull an all nighter, you're the equivalent of a um, of an a drunk. You know, would be considered drunk, yeah. right? A point oh eight, I think, alcohol level in the bloodstream um, is equivalent of just not pulling an all nighter. So, yeah. Yeah, we really used crazy. to sometimes write in it that we could make corrections to contracts. You know, like grammatical errors because you would go all night sometimes you know more than one night and then you get to the point wow. where it's like do I go to sleep for an hour or am I going to feel worse am I just better kind of going through and there was just always this so this I have to ask you so what was the I mean when we talk about a payoff right what was the reward for this old you know this hyper work ethic outside of making partner which is fantastic yeah. by the way but what was the reward? like what keeps you going did you end up having a major health crisis 
At I, one I time. had eventually had a major health crisis, but it didn't hit me until I had hormonal issues because I had PCOS, I had insulin resistance, so my blood sugar. Okay. And when I look back, there were signs of adrenal dysfunction, very low, low blood pressure in particular. But it didn't hit me actually until I had each child. And I think, you know, you were talking about serotonin there stabilizing. Um, obviously, there's a huge depletion of omega 3, right? DHA. Yes. Um, when you're having a child and I unfortunately couldn't deliver naturally. So I ended up having three C-sections. I had three kids in four and a half years. This was a massive depletion on my body. Oh, After yeah. my third child, that postpartum got progressively worse. That's when I kind of went downhill in the pit. But it, and again, it was over a period of years, took a long time to come back out. But I think that as well is because of how much is being depleted, right? In terms of my, my own kind of micronutrient sufficiency on the back end of all those years of work. Uh, you know, I, uh, my wife and I had three children all at home, all natural births. Um, and it was that last birth that got her hooked on oxycodone that resulted in her suicide a, de a decade oh. later. And it was, it was that she found as you, you know, you talk about post, um, right. Postpartum depression, um, is, I think that's kind of the overall term that, that we use on that. Well, there are so many factors involved in that. So many physiological, neurological, and then of course the the mothering instinct as well and mm -hmm. the we were speaking you and i were speaking earlier um about imposter syndrome and i know a number of women that i've uh, worked with over the last decade who have said yeah i i have imposter syndrome as a mother like i don't know that i'm doing it right mm -hmm. i don't i'm not confident that i'm doing all the right stuff i don't know whether the fact that i have a job as well you know i have a career as well as raising children if that's the right thing to do, I, you know, all of these factors that were, were, you know, these plates that were spinning yeah. and we don't know how to quantify that and say, okay, um, you know, and, and nobody, and we also are looking for third-party validation to say, are we doing this right? And, you know, maybe we, maybe we don't go to therapy or whatever, but for Tish, it was oxycodone, which was given to her by our midwife of all people. They give her four oxycodone because she tore, she was also very small bone, small hip. Um, and, um, and our last baby was born on the, you know, in front of a fireplace on a, on an Italian leather couch. It was, it was a great birth, but yeah. in fact, she, she grabbed my hand. She grabbed my hand as she's, as she's pushing and the baby kept crowning, but not coming out. Um, and she finally goes, she looks at me and at the top of her lungs, she screams, you're getting cut. <laughs> <laughs> That was, that was a revenge the last moment. Um, but, but yeah, but the, I think the, the obscenities scene, that come out of many women's mouths, to be honest, that's why I'm laughing. It's like, was, yeah, a lot her, of bad her, things come out at that point. Her, her very churched um, mother was there as she's dropping the F-bomb left and right to try to get this baby out. Um, anyhow, it was, it was, it was that, but um when you have, when something can biochemically or neurochemically affect you in a meaningful way during an event like that, and in this case, it was oxycodone because she tore a little, they, they, they wanted to do an episiotomy. She said, no, I, I, I had one on the, on the first birth. I don't want to go through that again. Um, and so she, you know, she said, I'll, I'll just tear and they, so they give her the oxycodone and she found her muse that painkiller which affects so many areas right the opiate receptors mm -hmm. in the brain and and um other factors was so strong that it it kind of became her new partner in crime and it sent her down a spiral 
and the next decade that you know she spent any of her spare time looking for sources of the drug and how to how to get it so yeah so sorry to hear that i think yeah, it's so tough on women right and i think that that we probably don't get enough support either for it that's the thing Ab- absolutely and, and you know the hormonal shift that occurs during pregnancy and post pregnancy are not addressed at i don't think a meaningful level at all I mean, you have to be careful, um, uh, you know, from lactating and, and what you're giving to the baby, but there are micronutrients and micro pro hormones that you can take, um, pregnenolone, DHEA and those things you can take in micro doses that will make a radically improved, um, benefit to the mother. Um, if they're done right, if they're done in the right cycles and, and those things. And I, you know, I'm, again, I'm not a doctor. I can't, I, this is not a prescription. But, um, but I think it's really important that women take that into account, get blood tests immediately, um, have a, uh, have a guide, have a Sherpa through this event because it doesn't, it's not a, it's not a, you know, nine to 12 month event. It's, you know, it's the next two to three, five years yeah. of managing your health, managing your hormone levels. Um, you talked about omega threes, super critical DHA levels, EFA mm-hmm. levels, um, if, if you don't manage and optimize those, you're going to be in a poor, um, situation and you'll notice the one, one of our biggest challenges as human beings is we inherently lack self-observation. Um, if we're in busy, you know, if we're, if we're working our, um, hard and we're working often, we don't get the time to reflect. We can't go um, onto a mountaintop and meditate for a week and figure out who the hell we are and then come back into society and integrate. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important to have resources, whether it's uh, people, it's a, a community, a group of people that, um, that, you know, you like, I think you've got a, a nice strong community of people that of women who, who are especially um, oriented towards what can we do to radically optimize our health and wellness so that we can be more effective in life. And, we don't, it's the frog boiling problem. We don't see the, our degradation of our performance and our life happening until we're way, way down the line. And then we're trying to recover and we're recovering from a place of weakness instead of one of strength and clarity. Mm, I couldn't agree more. And I think you're absolutely right. I think we don't recognize it. And I know in, in my own case, it was you know, ultimately hospitalization that led to me having that breakthrough moment in the end, because I had kind of created this prison in my mind where, you know, I wanted to take my own life, but I didn't want to leave my kids and my husband and I didn't know what to do. And, but um, anyways, I want to speak to you. There's a couple of things you mentioned back there that I think are really um, interesting that I wanted to speak to you. When we were talking there about flow state and the neurochemicals and anandamide, one of the things that Kotler talks about actually is the struggle that precedes a flow state. And you almost have to have that element of struggle to then get into it. And then when you are in flow, it's very uh, depleting, right? Neurologically, you then need to have the recovery afterwards. And I think that for many women like myself who are kind of running their businesses, their companies around their children, they actually have a compression of time. And that's one of the things that I probably struggle with because I know that I can, and, and you know, if you look at Tim Ferriss's work, he would actually yeah. argue that you only have kind of four really good hours in a day, right? Which, and so you want to optimize those. And that's what I tend to do. 
But I'm curious as to when you've been kind of making these formulations and things, whether you think there is a way of avoiding that struggle, utilizing different nootropics to enter that state more quickly and more readily. And, you know, I love that. Uh, was it Pizzizz? I'm going to try that in terms of like, yeah, Pizzizz, yeah, recovery. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, any recommendations that you have? I shouldn't say now you're going to say, don't talk about efficiency, talk about recovery. But anything that kind of <laughs> can condense that a little bit. I, I, I'm laughing as I say that, right? Because this year, I'm sharing on my socials. I'm doing this whole experiment on myself of how can I, at 47, really optimize my health and kind of live younger and testing my biological age. And the things that are flashing up when I'm testing at the moment is I need more recovery, not adding in more. <laughs> That's why I'm right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But is there a way when we look at that kind of resistance phase that we can get that that level of concentration and flow more quickly and optimize it? Yeah, actually, um, you know, and, and I love Kotler's work and I love Huberman's work. And I think that they're, I think they, t it'd be funny. I would love to have, um, I would love to be, in a room with those two guys debating dopamine versus serotonin and nanamide versus right and um and where they come together because they do have some opposing theories on that or not opposing they have some non-complementary theories on that let's try mm -hmm. that um one of the things and huberman says this is look up look up it's so not, what, by, for, by for moving, kind of alpha yeah, brainwave from, activity Correct. Correct. Um, we're spending so much of our time and you'll see, mm -hmm. I, I guarantee it in, uh, you know, five or 10 generations from now, people will be born with their neck in an S curve um, because we've been looking down at our devices for, for so long. Um, so that's one is look up because that will again, augment that. The other is, is um, for me outside of, I, I think music is an incredible modulator of neuroactivity. So there's a, a hand, I've got a handful of songs that I listen to dirty Vegas, uh, a dirty Vegas tune that is just really groovy. Um, I've got some old Zeppelins that I, I do, um, good times, bad times is a great one and getting into that groove and using that to propel me into this hard thing with some velocity, mm -hmm. um, you know, momentum, momentum is when you, right. If you are not moving forward. There's this, there's this, so I used to be a Jesus freak uh, when I was younger. And I, I say that with love. I, I don't say that condescendingly at all, um, is I was a radical Christian at one time when I was younger. And um, it was a great time in my life. And um, one day I'm reading this story of Paul the Apostle. Uh, Paul was like set to be the, the next in line to be the head of the Jews. And so he's walking from, He's walking on the road to Damascus to go penalize the Christians who were wreaking havoc in the Jewish faith. And so he's going to go, okay, we're going to go take care of these guys. And he's walking. Um, he's a, he's a tent maker by day. He's, you know, he's an entrepreneur by day. He's walking on the road to Damascus and he, um, he suddenly sees this bright light. He, he falls to his knees and he says, Lord, Lord, who is this? And, and this voice or whatever, this thing, right. This metaphorical thing, I think in truth says, Paul, Paul, isn't it hard to kick against the goads, which are these prickly pear type things? And of course, these guys are in sandals. So um, isn't it hard to kick against goads? Or like, isn't it hard to go persecute these, these people trying to do right? And yet you're, you know, you're finding a way to isolate them. And the same thing, but, but the, the critical thing there is, and then Paul went and he, he went onto a rooftop for three days and he just, you know, prayed, meditated and tried to figure out who the hell he was and what was going on in his life. And I think that 
we as humans need to move towards our objectives, not wait for the objective to be exciting enough or interesting enough for us to move. And in that getting out of uh, getting into momentum, creating some sort of velocity, which can be a simple objectives. I, I like to have objectives that are, that are attainable yet interesting if I accomplish them. And the other is, is so, so you don't want something that's so hard, you know, I want to become the president of the United States. Um, that's great. So put that as your objective. What does that mean? Well, it means I need to pass the bar. It means that I need to get, uh, I need to get some very wealthy friends around me. I need to make enough noise that the society knows who I am. And I have to have solid enough belief systems that I can write them down and people go, Oh, I align with that, 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 that categorizes me into this political party. So now I can accept votes in that area, those kinds of things. So you go backwards. You have to, you have to reverse engineer what you want to accomplish into the bite-sized chunks that are meaningful yet attainable. If we, if we try to, if we try to bite off too big a chunk, we feel a series of failures instead of a sequence of successes. Mm. And every one of the, and the, the other thing is reflection. Like one of the things that, that Chastity, my sweetheart and I do, and she works for me, she's a, uh, my, she's the, the master of the lab and she is the absolute queen of all flavors. Like when I talk, you know, we talked about a salsa fame and some of the other, right. Aspartame and, and these artificial sweeteners and, and flavors. And she's the one that has converted all of that into fully organic flavors where she can trace it back to the farm where that fruit was grown on um, and can tell you at what time it was picked, those kinds of things. And mm. so we will, we will um, go have a, a dinner and I, we, we were, our offices in the, or the opportunity district where all the restaurants are downtown here. And, um, and we will reflect on all of the cool things that happened that day that we did or did not anticipate. And as a result of that, you get a sequence of dopamine hits that give you the confidence to keep going, that keep that push the reward system out so that you have another reward to go get. And they also help you to fine tune your life. If you're not doing an iterative feedback loop, you end up on a treadmill and that treadmill has no end, nor does it have any reward. Would you like a snapshot of where you are in your health journey right now with personalized advice from me on how to improve? Go to yourtotohealthcheck.com and take my 60-second biohacking quiz and I will send you your free health score and personalized report with recommendations on each area of my SHIF protocol for health optimization. SHIF contains the five key pillars you need to focus on for optimal health. Sleep, hormones, insights to track, how to fuel your body with the right nutrition, light, hydration, and breath work, and training for your body and mind. Go to yourtotalhealthcheck.com to find out your score in each area and get personalized recommendations from me on how to improve. It takes less than 60 seconds, and you can take the quiz as many times as you want to and track your improvement by following my guidance. Simply go to yourtotalhealthcheck.com to get started. And you can end up in the gap, right? I think Dr. Benjamin Hardy calls it that, or Dan Sullivan, the, the gap in the game. Yeah, they yes. both talk about well, this, yeah, this concept. And you, you, don't you, be, you don't want to be gapping, you want to be in the game. And, and I, I actually follow that every day now. I do my wins, no matter how small. 
Oh yeah, and it's, in fact, there's a great movie called Mind the Gap, um, which actually is, it, it's um, if you're going in the tube, um, right? And it's yeah. you hear that, mind the gap, mind yeah. the gap. Um, a, a very important thing is to, to do that. And here's the deal: the chasm doesn't have to be something that you cannot see the other side. The chasm can be a small gap, and all you need to do is cross that gap, and that is going to get you into another state or another place of performance. What we try to do with nootropics is we we hope to help you achieve states of operating states, an operating state of focus, an operating state of drive, an operating state of love, an operating state of chill, an operating state of long-term performance without, you know, without having yourself caffeinated to death. Um, these are all states you can accomplish and you can do combinations of states by combining different elements like before, before we got on this call, I took a brain flow, which is one of our, our capsules, along with an upbeat, which is one of our serotonergic capsules. So I have a, an acetylcholine esterase inhibitor plus acetylcholine and a serotonin dominant solution. And then um, you saw me doing some, uh, right, some yeah, Xamner juice, yeah. which is our GABA solution. And that combination puts me in a really incredible state. But then I really need a little motivation and so I, and of course, and motivation works best if it's in a beaker. Um, so, so I have power solution and I drink a little power solution while we're doing this. And that combination of neurochemicals puts me in the optimum state for us to have a fluid conversation, to recall important events and important stories that we want to be able to expound on that might make an impact on our listening audience. And also to have fun. I want to be able to, I'm not in a, this is not a monologue and it's not a pre-programmed script. This is us having sitting down at a fireside chat with, uh, with maybe a, a nice bourbon and um, deciding what's important. What can we do that was going to be elevated? If there was a, a group of third parties that were there, um, who would, what, what could we share with them that would be meaningful and move their needle personally? Right. Yeah, and so exactly building that, that cascade of neurotransmitters, in the right balance is kind of what we hope to help people perfect in their own lives. And that knowing also that as you get good at that, as you figure those things out, they're also going to change. They're going to get better. You're going to keep moving. Your baseline operating level of performance is going to continue to scale. I love that. That's what I want to dive into is the formulations actually and how people can use them. I want to tell you a really quick story that was fun because this describes for me the exact mental state that I think what you were talking about there that I had. And it, it's quite a funny story because when I was, when I was six months pregnant, going back with my first child and I was on that partnership track, well, I went to an event, I think it was with PwC, one of the big accounting firms. And it was basically tons of lawyers, tons of accountants. And it, they'd set up this casino type place, right? And I hadn't really played all the different games and I'd never played poker. And so I was going around and I was in a pair of high heels, six months pregnant, my feet were killing me. And I was like, I just want to go home. And then I was like, I've got to switch that state. Like I can't go home. I've got to make this fun somehow. So I was like, right, meant to change my attitude. I'm just going to get into this. Yeah. So I sat down and I was watching people play poker. I've never played it before. And I was like, I, I need to learn this. So then I was like, they were like, do you want to have a go? And I was like, yeah, go on then. So I started having a go. Anyway, it was really fun. And I started beating people. So then more people coming on the table. So, and I lit this, I'm, I'm, I'm using this story really to illustrate, I think the power of fun 
but also when you're trying to achieve things, almost like not needing them too much, right? So as I was progressing through the game, I was enjoying it. And then more people were coming on and then, you know, next person come on and I was just beating them. And I was thinking, wouldn't it be fun if a six month pregnant woman could actually just win, like beat everyone in the room? <laughs> and that was the thing that I had in my head. But I knew that if I put too much focus on this, right, you're going to completely screw it because you won't be able to hold your cards properly. Uh, and then you're going to be worrying, you know, am I going to win? I'm going to win. Anyway, it got down to me and this other guy. And, uh, and I remember him just like looking at me and all these people are crowding around and they're like, you're going to be beaten by a woman. this <laughs> And I was just like, right, close out, close out, close out. Anyway, I won the poker game. And it was one of those things. And I remember it because I remember thinking, I actually like made that shift. I was so bored in the beginning. Then it got really, yeah. really fun and competitive. But I was in that flow state. Do you know what I mean? Nothing was stressful. I had the clarity to play the game that I need. And obviously, there's a huge amount of luck as well. I don't deny that. Um, but I was learning something new. And I think that's what we're really talking about here, right, is to get the right friction yes. point in terms of that challenge skills ratio that, co- that talks about, the fun factor and everything sort of coming together. Oh, and, and, you know, I love that because your reward was that for every time you win in that, right, the chips are heading your way. Yeah. There's a, there's that reward to, that I, I absolutely, you cannot deny the fun factor. Um, uh, can I share a story? Yeah, go for it. All right. All right. I, I was a uh, competitive junior tennis player. Um, and, uh, in high school we were, uh, we were, it was called a five day school. We were one of the largest schools. So we had, uh, we played a lot and we were not a high wealth school. We were, a, we were a middle-class school, um, but great people. And so we're at district and I took a little bit of mushrooms. Um, and at the time I was 16 years old. So I took some psilocybin at the time and I was a clinically accurate tennis player. I studied the best tennis players of that time. That was in the seventies. And so, um, Guillermo Vilas was who I, I practiced and I modeled his backhand perfectly. Um, and it, it, uh, Ilya Nastasi for his flick forehand. I had every one of these masters of their craft and I studied their strokes and I mastered their strokes and that's what I played. So how I gripped the racket, what size my racket um, handle was, the tension on the strings of the racket, what kind of strings they were, nylon or gut or artificial gut or oil filled, what racket I was using in aluminum or wood or steel, Every one of these factors was the variable that I perfected. And I made it so that if I didn't have all those pieces in line, then, um, then my game wouldn't be awesome. So I'm, I'm releasing my critical thinking, my executive thinking, um, as the mushrooms came on and I hit a, uh, the, my, my doubles partner hit a, a short lob, the team on the other side who were from a very very wealthy school had been playing tennis since they were little kids. I started in eighth grade. Now I'm a sophomore in high school. So it's three years maybe of, of tennis playing. And, um, and they were, they slammed it back. I ran back to the baseline. I hit a ball behind my back and down the line. It was a winner. It broke my racket. So the yoke of my racket, which was a head master racket, it broke the, the racket. So if I didn't hit the ball in the middle of the racket, right in the, what's called the sweet spot of the strings, the bracket would just vibrate and the ball wouldn't go anywhere. So, um, and, and so I realized I had this aha moment, which we will all have when we're, when we're trying to do something new, that is a challenge that we maybe don't understand everything. 
we will have a series of aha moments that will help to fuel us. There are the, oh, I get it. Kind of like learning complex math. Mm. Oh, I get it. I yeah, finally it understand how this works, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, or, you know, when, when somebody throws you a new legal term and you've got to resolve, what does that mean in context of this? Because it means something independent and then it means something within the context of this specific brief. And so you, you want to be able to do that. Well, from then on, I, I changed the game. I got a song in my head that was at a really weird time signature. It was at a seven, eight time signature. So it wasn't on the beat. And I moved in from the baseline. Normally you go between five and 10 feet behind the baseline when you're receiving the serve so that you have enough time to anticipate where it's going and then go in and hit the ball, have enough time to get to it. I moved in five feet from the baseline towards the service box. So everything was going to happen at hyper speed. And I built in my head an anticipation factor and I shortened my strokes from a full stroke to a 24 inch stroke. I just punched that ball back faster than it was coming at me. And I played a game. I no longer, excuse my language, but I didn't give a shit then about mm. the quality of my strokes, the accuracy of my racket, what grip I had. I just started playing instead of working. Mm. I got out of my critical thinking head and got into flow. And, and we absolutely, improved, right? yeah. Oh, we, and, and it we feels were so it, good. It feels so yes. good. It's like when you watch um, Roger Federer on court. Oh, he looks God. like he's dancing. It's just so elegant, yes. right? It's it just is. effortless. Fact, it's amazing. It was, at that moment, I considered it. I was actually playing. I was doing ballet on the court. And I did yeah. that at district and state then. Because, again, I was now, I, instead of playing the game that everybody else was playing, I was just having a blast playing my game. I had great tunes going in my head. And, and I was just totally grooving on it. And when I missed... I didn't get mad at myself. I laughed at it and I just recalibrated. There is um, Tony Schwartz um, uh, writes about energy management. Mm -hmm. So um, in the energy project, you may or may not know of that um, Jim Lore and Tony Schwartz. So, and in that Jim Lore, who was his partner in that, who kind of developed this process was a tennis coach down in Florida. That's where all the, all the cool kids go. So, and what he realized in his high-performing players is that after a point they reset themselves so after every point whether they've they you know knocked the ball in the net or whether they won it didn't matter they reset and they brought their heart rate down they brought their blood pressure down the next point they played was the only point of the set and when you get into and then he, they they said holy crap this happens to high-end executives who need to be at a high performance level all day long is they basically go into an event. They know that it's only four minutes of a meeting or 20 minutes of a meeting or an hour of whatever. And then they reset, they get out of that. They take a deep breath. They bring their heart rate down. They don't even know they're doing it. Most of the time as they were doing their studies are going, how do they, what's the difference between somebody that effectively runs a fortune 500 and somebody that fails at a small business. And it's, and, and they go, oh, okay, there's these dynamic factors of how they manage energy, which translate to motivation, thought, clarity, right? Introspection, um, follow through, interest, excitement, joy, happiness, play. Yeah. Yeah. All of those things. All of them. Out, so. Yeah. So true. So true. That, that reset is, is critical. I found, um, 
I'm looking at I'm looking at the formulations because I have them here because I've tried I've, as you know we were talking offline I've tried a few of them in fact I've tried all of them it's just that a few of them I particularly liked and what I guess I want to understand from you and this will really help listeners if they want to play with this and I have to say I highly recommend it because it's it's super fun um we can stack them together but should we go through first of all right there's there's one that was interesting to me actually that I and I can't remember you can tell me which one it was because I really liked it you had to actually pour it under your tongue and let it kind of dissolve. I opened the yeah. capsule and that one gave me really good effects. I forget what it was now. Yeah. And I ran so out of it too quickly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So that's mental, that's mental reboot. AM. That is mental reboot. Okay. Cause yeah. it has an AM and a PM that one, doesn't it? Correct. Yep. Yeah. So let's and start with the AM. I love it. I love it. So mental reboot, a re, reboot, rebert, rebert, ribbit, mental ribbit. <laughs> Mental reboot. <laughs> Language. Words. I need my words. <laughs> you need to have a bit more cheese. <laughs> so Mental Reboot AM was developed. Um, actually, the whole Mental the, the mental Reboot suite, and again, you mentioned it's a there's an AM and a PM, was developed because um, of a couple of factors. One is I had a number of clients. Again, I've been doing this for a number of years. This is I think I'm on year 16 or, yeah, yeah I'm in year 16 of this linearly and then i did it a decade prior to that um is that was developed for two reasons one was i had clients that were on various meds and also had sleep dis disruption sleep issues and i needed them to have something that would elevate their mental capacity first thing in the morning and also take advantage of there's a removal process that happens at night where the brain shrinks the capillaries, the, the, the brain opens up areas around the capillary and cerebral spinal fluid flows around that. And the, the capillary wall is literally one atom thick, right? Or, or one molecule thick. Um, it flows around the cerebral spinal fluid flows around it and drags out all of the detritus that comes from say the, the action of ATP creation through the mitochondria, right? It's not a hundred percent perfectly pure. There is a little bit of stuff that comes out, exhaust. So it pulls the exhaust out. Well, when that happens, the reason you wake up in the morning and you're not necessarily crystal clear is you've got some of this slag that's still hanging out there. So, and your hormone levels are at different levels and all kinds of factors. So I wanted to build something that would give people a good baseline to start from so that whether you're somebody that joneses for your Java first thing in the morning, or whether you like to get on your, your you know, you want to take a walk or you go running or you go lift weights or whatever, that you had a, a, an elevated baseline of performance. And then anything else you take on top of that is going to be more effective and better because your receptors are primed for more activity. And so this, is, this is the glymphatic system, essentially, that you're talking about, right? It's Absolutely. kind of cleaning, yep. doing kind of a scrub off, if you like, and removing the tau proteins, the amyloid plaque, all that. Yep, exactly. Yeah, 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 tau. So, and you know, I, you're probably familiar now that the the studies that have been looking at where do tau proteins and amyloid beta proteins come from, and what's the real culprit? Like we talk about dementia, and we talk about Alzheimer's, and cognitive decline in general, and we look at these proteins that build up in the brain, and they start causing synaptic hell. Um, those are not that Alzheimer's and dementia are not, um, are not created in the brain from these plaques. The plaques are created as a liver dysfunction 
as a result of us not being able to go through this cleansing cycle. You know, we don't know. There's there's a lot of a lot of new research that's coming out that's kind of validating some of these theorems that have been thrown around. But essentially, we need to to look at um, at detoxifying naturally and organically, leveraging our own our body's own detoxification process, so that we can get to the same levels of of clarity that we had when we were eight years old. And is this and, is this capsule then? Is it supporting the liver detoxification or what's going on in the brain? What, how is it working? Both, 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 yeah, both brain and brain, liver, lymphatic, and it's also raising. It's gently raising the level of acetylcholine um, availability in our system, as well as we talked. Uh, you and I talked earlier about methylated um, nutrients, especially B vitamins. Mm -hmm. Like, so there's methyl B12 in there or methylcobalamin, and and then uh, methylfolate. So getting your folate levels up and some other um, cofactors that basically amplify those. Uh, one of the dictums that I have in everything that we design is looking at how do you potentiate is the term. How do you amplify the effects of each of the nutrients or precursors so that you get a, a enhanced effect with a minimum viable dose? Um, and that is a, a critical factor. So it's every component that's in that isn't just slipshod put in there because it looks good on the label. It was actually, I did tests with over a thousand of our beta testers where I would take two molecules that were complementary, put them together in different ratios, send them to our beta testers and say, how do these make you feel? And then get the feedback, collect the feedback, come back and, and reformulate and change it and change it. And then once those were identified as effective, then I would take two other molecules that were had a complementary effect to those original two and say, okay, try these and then adjust those until you get the optimum output or outcome that you want and keep going. So, you know, that's why each of our products has anywhere from 16 to 60 different nutrients in them at the right ratios in complementary um, components to be able to dramatically affect the outcome of that capsule. That's how we can make a single capsule. And again, as you, as you will note, our capsules do not look like anything else. On the no, market. they don't. We've got, um, part of that is that they're hand, they're hand built um, in our labs by individuals that read your customization and intake. And we talked about the UK differential between the US and UK. Yeah, which is coming soon for, for anyone listening. Coming, the, coming UK the UK customization is coming very soon. <laughs> Hooray. Um, the, so, yeah, so that's, so that's, you so let's that set your baseline. Month? So now we set your baseline, right? So now yeah. we've elevated our baseline. So now if you, if you're drinking your Java, your coffee, um, and if you do it in Huberman mode, you're going to have your first coffee is going to be 90 to 120 minutes after you wake up, not immediately when you wake up so that your adenosine levels will be able to taper and you're not going to be fighting adenosine or repressing adenosine because you filled the adenosine receptor which is the the difference between wakefulness and sleepfulness. And um, and so by waiting for 90 to 120 minutes, you will actually have, one is you'll avoid the afternoon crash that you can mm -hmm. often get from, from caffeine if you have to have caffeine first thing or a stimulant first thing in the morning. And the other is that your level of wakefulness will be much more genuine. You won't be um, brittle or on edge or have that buzz that caffeine gives you. Instead, you will have this kind of increased level of clarity 
And again, you won't need a reboot at two o'clock in the afternoon or three o'clock in the afternoon. So, so, that, so that was when would one. you so, take the, the primer, right? If you're priming it the night before with this, would you take it right before bed or with your evening meal? Like when is the best time to take that capsule? Oh yeah. So, so, so mental reboot PM, which is the one that, that helps to take advantage of the brain shrinkage and the, and yeah. the flow of cerebral spinal fluid for that. I take that just before, like literally just before my head hits the pillow. We've recently released um, uh, two solutions for sleep. So we've got Sleep Breakthrough and Dream Optimizer. And the idea was, how can we optimize sleep and take advantage of some of these uh, existing um, physiological and neurological and you know, things that our body goes through without um, be, uh, creating a dependency and actually enhancing the body's own um, uh, ability to sleep, quality of sleep, you know, duration of sleep without also inducing a hangover that you might get from, from whether you're taking over, you know, high levels of melatonin that some people take, will take a one, three, 10 milligrams even of melatonin. And that can often lead to a, a sleepiness in the morning that you don't get out of until the melatonin is worn off. So we like this, we don't have any melatonin in sleep breakthrough, which is our powdered drink. And um, it, it gets you to sleep and keeps you to sleep for anywhere from six to seven hours, seven and a half hours. And if you need a, either a boost or you want to, uh, you wake up at 4 a.m. or 3 a.m. and you still have two or three or four hours of sleep that you need to get. Um, or if your sleep onset, which is a period of time it takes to go from your head on the pillow to the time you actually go to sleep is too long and you're restless in bed and it's, an hour later and you can't decide whether you want to get up and go read a book or if you want to, if you, you still want to sleep because you've got an early morning. Um, we created a thing called Dream Optimizer, which dramatically amplifies REM sleep and puts you to sleep fast. It's a 15 to 20 minutes. You'll dramatically you'll optimizes REM sleep. That's interesting. And does it, yes. does it have any um, effect on HRV? Because there's usually a correlation between REM Ab and HRV. Absolutely. You've seen fact, improvements. Yes, yes, big time. Um, people that have shown us their Aura Ring um, results after this, uh, they're they're pushing that ninety six percent quality sleep quality, that that ninety three, ninety four, ninety five, ninety six percent sleep quality, and then um, HRV um, heart rate variability um, becomes a critical factor in that as well, and those, that's dramatically improved as well as the uh, delta and REM sleep length of time and quality of time are dramatically increased. Some of them Ooh. have more than doubled. So, and is this now in the UK, sleep products? Um, I, I believe so. You know what, I'll check on that, but yeah. I, <laughs> um, we just we just released it. We're actually, Dream Optimizer is being released this month. Um, sleep Breakthrough released last month. Um, so, and th those, were, those were really fun because sleep is the world's most powerful stimulant. Mm. And so, as you know, as a, as a mother of three, if you don't have good sleep, every other factor in your life is compromised. Everything. Everything's so, harder, yes. right? What about yeah. just quickly on the on the dream optimizer? Any special considerations? I don't I don't personally have this. I'm just thinking for listeners. If anyone has things like night terrors, would they would that be contraindicated no. or it's all good? No, no, it's really really good. Yeah, really solid. Okay. Yeah. We haven't seen anything, at least at this point. We've had quite a few hundred customers who are on it on a regular basis and have been for the last um, almost a year now. So, yep, no problems there. Oh, it's I really great. I, I, one of the things that I love 
and this this speaks to um, you and I being high performance individuals is I use sleep as a tool to resolve issues and to extend my my daytime my activity so mm-hmm. I will play in my dreams I will either set myself up with an intention prior to dream to sleeping um, is a really effective way or if I have a repeating dream a successful repeating dream I will use that I will look deeper into that and use it as a tool to go okay what's going on in my waking life that I need to address that my dreams are trying to talk to me about I know that sounds maybe woo woo it's it's actually not there's a lot of we like woo woo on this show <laughs> I, I dig it. It's like really, it it, <laughs> well, it's super, it's super important when you can start managing your dreams. I just remember when I was young and I was doing my first companies and I would have recurring dreams. I didn't know how to like what to do with them. I just thought that, you know, something's bugging me. I just didn't know how to resolve it. Um, I had, a, I, I was having a dream where I was on a country road riding my bicycle. I was pretty hardcore bicyclist at one time. And I kept running across this stream. I didn't, wouldn't run across. I'd run up to the stream. It was big enough that I couldn't cross it. And every time I tried to cross it, I would just like, it would just sweep me downstream and I would just be wiped out. So I kept being a blockage, a blockage, a blockage. And finally, after having this dream for about two months straight, I finally said, okay, I'm going to go manage this. Again, I was very young into what to do here. But as I got into it, as I hit the stream, I go, okay, I got off my bike. I walked to the middle of the stream, lifted my legs up, and it drifted me downstream. And then I found an opening with the sunlight coming through. And I went to the other side of the stream, and I and I came out, and I came into the small town. And suddenly I realized that I was trying to force myself into a position that was not going to be beneficial to me. And my dream was trying to go, hey, dude, watch out for that. There are there are sharks in these waters. And, yeah. um, and it was such an incredible observation. And then the, the, there was a, another dream that came after that, that helped to support the next thing in my life. So it's really important to watch those things and to be open. There was a time, can I share another story? Go for it. We love stories. Go on. I love stories. All right. So um, <laughs> I was going to share my dream as a child then when <laughs> I used to remember like the recurring dream. I forgot to put my knickers on when I went to school. <laughs> It's the most awful dream as a girl in a skirt. Um, but anyway, I don't know what that was telling me. But anyway, yeah, please, please share another story. <laughs> I'll tell another one. We'll go offline on this one. But I had a very similar one but when I was younger. Um, so, but uh, there's a song from Peter Gabriel called Salisbury Hill. And, um, and so Peter Gabriel was the lead singer of Genesis at the time. And he wrote a song called Salisbury Hill. And the the song was about him needing to leave Genesis to be able to become more of who he is. Oh, awesome. And so, so thank you so much, Kim. Um, my antiques dealer just brought me fresh baked cookies. <laughs> my life is, my life is genuinely blessed. Um, and, uh, so, so the song would come on and I was, I was riding into, I was driving into work one day and I would drive as fast as I could I had a, a hot rotted RX seven Mazda and um, I was driving as fast as I could because it was the only positive white knuckle event that would happen during the day. Cause once I got into my office, it was all putting out fires and trying to solve problems for other people and, you know, and fast growth company again, those kinds of things. And the song came on and I finally listened to it. I'd, I'd always loved the song, but I'd never really listened to it. And it was about him listening to this Eagle, um, 
as he's walking up Salisbury Hill, he's and, and this eagle comes to him in the night and and says, "Grab your things, I've come to take you home. Like I've come to take you to your place of art, your place of being, your place of joy." Um, and so he keeps hearing this this eagle come and tell him this this thing, and this is a recurring dream that he's having. So I'm. I, I slide into my parking spot, go in and I go, if that song comes on three times in one day, I will need, I will know that I need to make a move. And I got, I literally went to lunch that day. I got in my car and I turn on the radio and that song comes on. And then, so I'd already heard it once song comes on again. So I go, okay, screw this. I'm going to turn the channel. I changed channels and the song came on. The song's on again. And I, and I, <laughs> I went to my to my girlfriend at the time, the girl that became my wife, and I said, "Honey, I know this is going to sound totally ridiculous, but I have a I, there's a guiding light, a guiding angel that's saying, "Hey, dude, you got to change things." And so, and I did. I I walked away from that company um, nine months later, and I I was sued by the company for for leaving before my contract was up. I mean, it was crazy. We became friends a few months after that. We negotiated out of court over whiskey, which is a really great negotiating tactic, by the way. <laughs> and my, 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 another business partner of time of mine said, Hey, um, we need to get the lawyers out of this deal. Cause lawyers were just cranking on the dollars. And he said, I think the real problem isn't that you left the company. It's that he lost a good friend. And so we went to a restaurant that we had always frequented and we, we rebuilt our friendship and Amazing, both called lawyers would have only heightened the like negativity in, in an emotional situation like that. Right. That's when oh, you're that's absolutely exactly what right. they were doing. to lose Every, the lawyers and get together. We would go have drinks and we would think we had come to a conclusion. We would go back to our attorneys and tell them what we'd come with. The attorneys would argue, they would jack mm -hmm. up. And it was, again, it was three events. So we, what we did is we called the attorneys, both, we both agreed on what the deal was. We called our attorneys and said, you're fired on this deal. Give us your last billing. And we've, we've got it worked out and we, it was fantastic. And we still have a great friendship today. So so, and that was, that was uh, 1991, 1990. I mean, that's, that's all. You're still great so, friends today. It's awesome. Still great friends today. So I, the, the, I mentioned that because, um, you know, we talk about dream optimizer and those things. I mentioned that because, oh, by the way, um, four years later, I ended up touring with Peter Gabriel. How's how, like, if you were trying to connect dots, there's no way you could do no it. No way. Uh, but yeah, four years later, I ended yeah. up touring through Peter Gabriel on a, a thing called the WOMAD Tour, World of Music and Dance he did in um, in New York, Chicago, um, Seattle, uh, LA, or San Francisco and LA. So it was fantastic. What a great I mean, story. It was great. Uh, yeah. And, and you know, from, from falling in love with music as a kid in Genesis in general, and then um, when, uh, the us album came out, such a, a, you know, transformational album for many of us who fell in love with his music. And then, and, and, and he wasn't like an iconic thing to me. He was, he was like, cool, but, but getting the call from his stage manager going, Hey, I, I heard you make this really cool technology and Peter is asking for it. Would you be willing to tour with us? I was like, what out of nowhere? Um, so anyhow, great stuff. It's connecting the dots. Don't be afraid to listen to your dreams. And don't be afraid to march to the beat of a given song because they can be the muse that is trying mm -hmm. to tell you, right, to, to make the move that maybe you're frightened to make. And yeah, so. Yeah, it's just giving you that gentle nudge. Um, yeah. I want to ask you, right, so if we prime the brain the night before, we can use a sleep remedy, we can use uh, the mental reboot. What about uh, for 
what I've came to understand, and I know a lot of a lot of listeners actually do the same thing. I wake up and go to the gym first thing in the morning. Yes. What could we? What what out of these formulations would be a really good free workout Friday? And that concludes part one of my interview with Mr. Newts. I think that's a good place to pause. In the next episode next week, we will be diving into the various nootropics that you can use for different situations, um, how you can really enhance your workouts, how you can use nootropics to enhance meditation and breathwork practices, how you can get into more of a flow state and enhance your productivity as well. So make sure you're subscribing to the podcast so you never miss an episode and you will be notified each time we release an episode. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to today's show and for your interest in health optimization for high performance. If you're new to my podcast, you may be interested to know that you can get a free health score and report complete with personalized recommendations on how to optimize your sleep, nutrition, fitness and resilience in the top link in the show notes below. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Links to everything we talked about are also in the show notes. And if you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe for more.